Hey guys, it's time for Lawn Theory. So crack open a cold one and settle in and let's get to it. On Lawn Theory, we're going to keep up with industry trends and hear from professionals who built businesses from the ground up. New episodes drop every Sunday and you'll have new growth opportunities for your business every Monday. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to Lawn Theory. It's me, Stephen Werner. I am here joined with my good friend, Luke, with Latimer Lawns. Luke, how are you doing today? I am great. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing fantastic. So, Luke, I know you. I know a lot of our staff know you, but can you tell everyone just a little bit about yourself and your business? Yes, let's see. We, uh, Latimer Lawns, were out of very northern part of uh, Indiana. Uh, in fact, the Michigan border is about a, a less than a mile away here um so we service kind of uh, northern indiana kind of the middle of the state we're kind of uh just to the west or at re- east rather of south bend which is notre dame that's how people um always uh always know where we're at there and so yeah so we're a chemical company lawn care company we've been my dad started the business uh 20 yeah i want to say 22 23 years ago um, and we've just been kind of cranking out since then. And I joined on when I finished, um, uh, finished school and just kind of, we've got, uh, we're rocking and rolling here, getting ready for some spring rush, which has just kind of gotten started where we're at in kind of the cool season turf area. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and one thing I love asking family owned businesses, because I think it's, you know, starting a business is tough. Um, keeping a family-run business going is, is even tougher, but is that something that you had in mind when you were younger or something that you decided after school you wanted to jump back into? That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, I so my dad started it, let's see, when he, when he pretty much came out of college first, you know, getting into the workforce, he was in Indianapolis and helped start a big company there and then when he left there so he you know got lots of experience when he left there he went you know up north northern indiana kind of where we are now where you know they had some my parents had some family and whatnot and was his teacher which is what he went to school for but you know quickly learned you know he can't make ends meet being a teacher so he did went back to what he knew and started latimer lawns really it was just a side hustle to put food on the table basically and next thing you know, he's making more uh, full, you know, more part time through Latimer Lawns than he is teaching. So made the jump that way. So it's been, and then so I kind of, you know, early on in Latimer Lawns, you know, I was, I probably was in sixth, seventh grade when I started working for him. It was survival mode, right? He was just trying to make it all work, you know, sell some jobs and get it. So I kind of, you know, in the summers in high school and college would be involved, but. Not really from a application. He would sell maybe some mowing thing, some mowing jobs here and there, just to help keep me busy, kind of thing. Um, and then once we uh, worked out, we're a, a pretty much exclusively a family company right now. My mom does some of the book behind the scenes stuff, and my brother, he's about ten, he's ten years younger than me, but he's this is he's coming up on his one year uh, work anniversary, uh, you know, full time salary position. So it's been. It's really all I know, I guess, <laughs> and but it's been great. It's been we kind of have a transition for kind of what what it'll look like when my dad retires. But 
it's, I guess it's mostly all I know. So it, it's been pretty easy. No complaints for sure. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's a great story. So a little bit of background for me as well. I also grew up working with my father. And it was okay. the best of times and the worst of times. Because it's sure. really easy to tell your dad, dad, quit it and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I could. He, he still has five seasons, though. I, I, I'm i chomping at the bit for sure. But, uh, no, we still have, you know, five seasons. Five years is, you know, in one way it's it's going to be here before you know it. But uh, when you're grinding out, you know, lawns day in, day out, it's it's quite some time still. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I wasn't talking about the, the transition as much as when I was younger, specifically in my high school days. The uh, – um, working hand in hand with your dad on on a bunch oh, of yeah. stuff is is really really fun until it's not. But the uh, so <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely the, the respect for family owned businesses and making it work, and especially with the whole family, I think yes. a lot of listeners can can relate to that. Uh, but oh, it's yeah. just it's all about overcoming challenges, and I think with business, whether it was like you and you started young and, and and kind of worked your way back into it. And there's always different challenges. And this year's brought challenges for sure. I mean, I think ever since pandemics around 2019, oh, yeah. when people say it was normal, I think it wasn't necessarily normal. You just had a different set of challenges and they yes. evolved year over year. But with that, what are some of the challenges you're faced with the, the business this year? Let's see. So this year we, I mean, I'm going to back up a little bit. So we kind of, uh, let's see, I'd say maybe five, six years ago, I came on, man, probably more than that now, I start, you start doing the math. And so th- this season, we're just trying to continue what we've been doing the last probably five years of just updating systems and just kind of reevaluating, you know, how we price things and how we sell things and all of our numbers and and. You know, a lot of times when I started to get some experience and I would ask questions, a lot of times the answer was, well, that's how we've always done things. And it was, and so it was like, okay, well, let's, let's look, let's, let's revisit that. And so just kind of reevaluating because, you know, when you're around for 20 some years and my dad's been the owner the whole time, it, you just, it just becomes business as usual, business as usual. And so COVID that those times, those, those couple of years really, uh, forced us into reevaluating, especially, you know, when fertilizer goes crazy and reevaluating price sheets and what you're selling and that kind of thing. Just try, really pricing is the biggest thing, right? Is, is when, when fertilizer went crazy, how do you, how do you, it just made, you know, you're already trying to, uh, squeeze out every bit of profit you can and streamline things as much as possible. But, you know, can you really, Everyone, you know, you get real nervous about just raising your prices by, you know, 30% or whatever. So you're trying to not necessarily raise them as much as you really probably need to. To tr- So how can you be even more efficient and uh, that kind of thing? Uh, so what we started doing is we really started making sure, focusing on, okay, where are we mostly most profitable uh, we started introducing more pest control, like we call them add-ons, you know, your mosquito and your perimeter home insect sprays and that kind of thing. And so we just designed, so we got have a whole bunch of add-ons that we do. 
and we design them so that that we only do them when we're doing the loan application. So it's just, you know, it's not uncommon to be at a customer's house and I've got three, four, sometimes even five jobs to do. And, you know, that that's when, you know, when I'm I'm only driving there once, but I'm knocking out all those jobs. So it gets it gets pretty profitable that way. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think the other thing, um, going back to an earlier point you had made on increasing your prices and the fears that are that are surrounding that, one thing that I've seen you do extremely well is communicate with your, your customers. And I think as we look at the industry as a whole, we have to know that a couple things are occurring. One, the, the economy is changing. Two, yes. your customers changing, so your homeowners are changing. And how can you constantly evolve to over-communicate to them so that you can sell value? Because they'll understand that fertilizer prices have gone up. They'll understand that gas prices right. have gone up. And, and what, what I think that the hardest thing to explain to them is the labor shortage. That's always, yes. I think, the, the hardest thing to explain to a homeowner. But if you can communicate to them well, they'll understand and accept your, your increase because people do business with people. And I think that's one thing that you've done really well at is just the communication aspect. Yeah, I mean, we were certainly blessed that we really didn't struggle with the labor market. We were really lucky there just because, one, we're not like the guys mowing grass, right? They Their schedules fill up so quickly because they're going to the same customers week in, week out. Whereas I'm only chemical, so... I'm showing up maybe, you know, five to seven, maybe eight times in, a, in an entire, uh, you know, season. So I'm able to add a lot more customers. So I'm just not there very often. Um, and my brother, the timing of my brother joining. So we were, we were able to, to escape the uh, labor crisis for sure in our industry. And that, that was super helpful. And really, there was loads of work out there, as we all know during those two years and continues to uh the spring spring rush here continues to look pretty have some pretty good uh early indicators that our phones are going to be ringing so we're excited there yeah consumer demand this year for for services i think is still going to be huge we're seeing it on our end southern i was going to ask you that so do you guys have like a spring rush as far as onboarding new new customers in the spring or is it more how, how does your your busy season look yeah so we're we're a, a little bit of a mix so we'll have a little bit of a spring rush um but okay the the way that i always explain it is with us with with our company lawn buddy it's a good mentor of mine once said you want to be a pain pill not a supplement and i think sure. the uh um with lawn buddy in the nature of the industry lawn buddy is a supplement until it's a it's needed to be a pain pill. So we'll get a lot of folks that, that are forward thinking and thinking about their, their business now and implementing and getting yes. everything fired up. But we all fall into the trap of, I can do that next week. And then next week yes. turns into a month yes. and then a month turns into two months. And then you're in the middle of the season and you're like, holy smokes, I need lawn buddy to solve these problems. Yes. But now it's the beginning of my season. And that's when we, we become a pain pill and we can come in and we can give give some good assistance and help we we can always do way more in the in this season to to get people implemented and get the software up and running but we'll see more of a rush right when the season kicks off because then it's top of the mind then they can feel the pain of crap i need to send out these invoices and nothing set up um right so that's when we'll see more of the rush is kind of really april may right everything else is just the the folks that are kind of either using us for snow removal or they're in they're in southern states but going back to consumer demand that's what we're seeing in in the south right now is the the demand for fertilization the demand for spring cleanups is is still there even though the economy has fluctuated significantly 
Um, we're still but, seeing strong consumer demand for, for services. So I think you're going to continue to see that growth this year. And as long as you can effectively communicate not only your price changes, but any any obstacles you have, that, that you'll be good. And that's the same point you can do as a business owner is how can you be a pain pill for your, your homeowners and not just a supplement? And I think right. even in fertilization, sometimes you could be seen as a supplement. Like uh, you want to make sure you have a happy, healthy lawn. But it's reminding the customers of the pain pills of, do you remember when X happened? Yes, absolutely. Um, but back to oh, communication. Yeah. Go ahead. I don't know, but it just all goes back to communication. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, we're lucky. You know, we're still fairly small. So, it, you know, that in some degree, the smaller you are, the easier, I would say, it, at least it should be to communicate. Right. We try to, um, you know, Lawn Buddy makes it easy to email all of our customers. So we've definitely taken advantage of that. So we've got like a monthly, you know, email we send out. And just whenever we sign a customer or, or put out a quote, we always follow that up with a text message just to open up that level of communication. Because, um, you know, as, the app, as an applicator and, you know, helping to run all the business stuff, I, I much prefer text messages than playing phone tag all the time. Yep, 100% agree. So with the kind of the growth that you guys have seen in the business, um, especially since you've been fully involved, what do you think is your biggest piece of advice you could offer to someone who's looking to get into more fertilization or continue to grow their company to to, to kind of get to the next level what what would you give them as advice oh i mean obviously the know your numbers thing's huge right that, that one gets drilled into people i would say it, it just all comes down to a goal right like where are you as a company right where do you want to go and and really evaluate that hard and spend some time thinking about it you know at this point in time you know, it's late March, so you better hurry up because you're getting ready to hopefully get really busy. But evaluate, you know, do you want to, you know, double sales in two years, right? And, you know, that, that sounds really good, but are you, do you really know what that what that looks like and the investment and the pain and how hard you're going to have to work and to do all that? Um, or, you know, for us, it's all about controlled growth, right? We want to grow, but we're, we're more in a long term. I don't... I'm not trying to build it up and sell it real fast, right? We want to, uh, you know, my dad started it and made a living that way. And my, my brother and I plan to do the same. So it's all about, you know, controlled growth. And so once you, once you have that goal, whether it's quick and fast or slow, whatever that is, then you can, everything else can kind of fall into place, right? How, where, what do you want your marketing strategy to look like? And, employee retention and all that kind of fun stuff so that that's my big thing and, and i think that you know the quick the double sales in two years you know i, I think that sounds you know that sounds sexy that sounds really nice but whew, i'm not sure a lot of people uh really know what that takes and and you know kudos you know i tip my hat to anyone that is able to pull that off but i don't think i want to handle that <laughs> yeah and I think that's the one of the um, we call them pit of despairs, right? And so yep. the uh, I think if you set that goal of being able to uh, double in a in a season, but you're not measuring your daily performance, your weekly performance, your monthly yes. or quarterly, then you're just setting yourself up for unrealistic expectations, and then you, you can get down on yourself easier because. Right. They say entrepreneurship is an island, right? Because nobody yes. can really relate to it. It's hard for you to really take home to, to, to your spouse sometimes. Um, yes. But how can you have those systems, those 
um, almost check-ins with yourself to say, hey, is this attainable? Am I setting a smart goal um, or am I chasing a, a, a dream? And I'd say we're all chasing the dream, but we have to take measured Absolutely. actions to make sure that we can get there um, and have those systems in, in place. But back to your point, if you start the season and say my goal is to 2x this year and haven't thought through what that is going to actually take, then you can end up shooting yourself in the foot. Absolutely. Yes, it's yeah, I, you know, it, and it's just the, when you're able to go a little slower, then, you know, you're able and much it's much easier to deal with problems, right? And then and the whole thing and, and this is where um one of the reasons that we switched to Lawn Buddy is just as we're growing, we've been growing, so we're trying to scale up and when you're when you're able to do it in a controlled way, you can just pretty much, you know, you you can start feeling some problems arise and deal with them as far as scaling your business instead of uh, having them smack you upside the face, I guess. Yep. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is that everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. That's uh, right. Mike Tyson. Yeah. Yes. The more you can, <laughs> you can get your guard up, you can, you can, you can prevent that. So absolutely with that, how would you kind of describe yourself in three words when you first started your business? Oh, I started in the see. business. Well, I was in like sixth grade. So no, um, <laughs> and, um, when I started, I definitely, I would say, let's see, three words. I'd go naive, overconfident, and humbled. Um, I'd say, you know, I, I, I had got my undergrad and then went on and got my MBA. So I definitely had a, a, a sense, you know, hadn't really been in the workforce at least full time a whole lot yet. So I, I definitely felt like it was going to come a little easier than it did, right? And and you get into a, a trade like this, and it didn't matter how, what my education was. You know, trying to fix a machine, it would take me half a day to fix something that my dad's, uh, at the time, his right-hand guy would take him 15 minutes. And it didn't matter how hard I wanted, you know, effort wasn't going to fix it. It was just the experience um, really humbled me. So it took a few years to kind of, get to the point where I had enough confidence to start like, you know, asking, keep just learn, learn, learn. And soak, just be a sponge and soak everything up. Yeah. I, I always say that, uh, book knowledge isn't trade knowledge, but where success oh, yeah. is, is where trade knowledge and book, book knowledge kind of intersect. Absolutely. Then, I, I think that, yep. Yeah, go ahead. Oh no, no, go ahead. No, I, yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. You, you definitely think at least I did you know that you got it all figured out and really you were just sitting in a classroom for a lot of years but once you start learning at least for me when it comes to like especially the behind the scenes running a business and and then that that's when some of the college education really started helping me out a little bit but boy you just can't uh you can't replace the experience of being in the field for sure yeah and i think that's where we find a lot of and everyone wants to run their business their their own way, which is perfectly Absolutely. fine. But you'll see yep. a lot of really industry skilled tradesmen and women who can grow a, a very sustainable business, but they just can't get it past the level that they're on. And that's when yes. the trade the trade knowledge exceeds the the um, book knowledge. Um, but once you have that book knowledge and you can learn, okay, well, what are some mechanisms I can put in place to continue to scale? 
What are some financial levers that I can pull to get us to the next level? And that's when you start seeing truly successful companies. And it's something you guys have done really well. I think the trade knowledge with your dad and then you stepping in with, with your background in education and building the trade knowledge, it just is a, it's a recipe for success. Oh, I agree. Absolutely. So with that, what three words would you describe yourself as now? Um, well, we somewhat related to the last three, but I would say eager to learn, right? The, the more I've dived in, um, over, I think I've been going full time eight years, maybe nine years now. You know, you just you 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 just attack one thing in our business at a time, right? I learn something and apply it, and we pivot, you know, on this topic, and then, but every time you you con- you know attack something and change something for the better, and then there's just something else to learn, something else to do. Really, that kind of is what brought us to Lawn Buddy. We were at the that uh, the expo in louisville and we knew okay our software current software is holding us back and we, we were trying to scale up a little and it was it was pretty much a super dated software program and so we, we were able to luckily stumble upon you guys there which we were looking for the software you know booths in the expo and just trying to dive into that and scale up one one thing at a time so just trying to continue to be eager to learn and and there's always something that i can you know pick up on and change and become more profitable yeah absolutely and it, it was probably the axes banging against the wall right Oh, it was aggressive, yes. <laughs> yeah, the, the, uh, for, for those of you who haven't been to Louisville to the Equip Expo, Lawn Buddy always takes an axe throwing trailer with us, and uh, we do axe throwing and, and, and demos and a whole bunch of other stuff. But uh, yeah, Super fun. It, it, it was super fun, unfortunately. So that one, the trailer we brought with us this year, I personally custom built. So, Oh, um, no kidding. From, from the ground <laughs> up. And then uh, on the weekends and stuff, because uh, with my background in the military and just growing up on a, a ranch in Wyoming, I, I, I've done a lot of a little bit. Um, and so I've always known how to weld and, and how to fabricate. Okay. And so okay. built the, the trailer. And unfortunately, the day we got back to Wichita, um, some meth heads stole the trailer and chopped it up. So the, No uh, way. Yeah, yeah. So luckily, I am uh, um, a, a very <laughs> sm- non-trusting man. And so I embedded a, a tracking device on the frame. And so I was able to go and find them and, and bust the their little operation they had going um it's a, a whole nother story but the um, what a story yeah it is uh police response times were super slow and so i just decided to take matters in my own hand and i got the trailer back it was chopped yeah. up but i got the trailer back i was so. gonna say what yeah is there is it gonna be uh fixable you know it uh we could have fixed it but they had chopped it down back to the frame <laughs> and so yeah. i was like i'm not gonna that took me so long i'm not gonna Re, rebuild this. It. <laughs> um, and I think it was just the whole process of of like, oh, great. And that's so that's we're, a little demoralizing. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, it worked out. The uh, We were able to get it back. We were able to get a, a, a chop shop busted up and a meth house busted up. So the uh, it's got its silver lining. But um, we're going to do something else creative this year at, uh, at Equip. So oh, okay. Come, I think you'll be, I'll be, you'll be surprised at, at what we do this year. So. Okay. Looking forward to it. We love going to that show. Yep. So, and with that, as we wind down, every every time at the end, I I ask the guests how folks can get in contact with them because we love sharing knowledge with each other in the industry. So how can people get in contact with you if they want to talk to you? Well, let's see. Back to the, you know, eager to learn. I, I, one of the things that we are terrible at is social media. So 
you can find me, Latimer Lawns, on um, uh, Instagram, Facebook. We just started the Instagram. So I, I would love if anyone out there, especially if you're good at it, uh, I would I certainly would follow you back so I can watch and learn. So there's just something that we're trying to ramp up. My brother, I've got normally every spring I started off pretty good and then I, I fail miserably as I get busy. So I've got my brother. We're going to kind of hold each other accountable. So you can find me on the socials there. Of course, you can, you know, if you want to have a question or if you've got a way to help me and any from anything I've said today, then you can, my email is just Luke at LatimerLawns.com. But yeah, looking forward to, hopefully getting some followers so I can follow back and learn about on the social media and how to, you know, how to the best kind of content to post and whatnot. Hey, that's, that's great. The forever student mentality. And what we're going to do is we're going to link all that below in the description. So if you guys are interested okay. in following Luke, go ahead and, and click the, 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 the links there for his Instagram and Facebook page and follow him. And then also reach out to him via email. If you have any questions, Luke, it's always a pleasure getting to talk to you. I always thoroughly enjoy it. Thank you so much for, joining us on Lawn Theory, and we'll see you guys next time.